Welcome to AI Chats, a podcast produced by the lawyers at Haynes and Boone in the AI and deep learning industry team. I'm Hong Shi, an associate from the Austin office. Today, we're pleased to have with us Dr. Le Xie, engineering professor at Texas A&M, to discuss how AI can help us to achieve carbon neutral electricity and mobility. For example, how AI can help to improve power grid and support millions of electric vehicles. But before our discussion, our standard disclaimer, this podcast is for informational purposes only is not intended to be legal advice and does not establish an attorney-client relationship. The topics we discuss are subject to change. Legal advice of any nature should be sought from your legal counsel. Dr. Xie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure. So as the recent Texas power outages demonstrated our aging power grid really needs urgent modernization. We're expecting to see a large-scale deployment of smart grid technologies. Dr. Xie, I have heard of uh, smart grid on the news and from my energy provider, but what exactly is smart grid? And maybe we can start with what exactly is grid? Sure. Uh, the electric grid is uh, uh, voted uh, by the U.S. National Academy of Engineering as the greatest engineering accomplishment of the 20th century. So it is, you know, in the back of your mind, it is the infrastructure that supports a reliable and accessible and affordable electric access to billions of population around the world. Uh, so the grid is really a network, a complex network that connects um, thousands and tens of thousands of uh, energy sources, uh, such as the power plants, to the end users, uh, you know, industrial, residential, or commercial customers. This grid, uh, you know, starting from the time of Thomas Edison, has evolved over the past 100 plus years uh, and has evolved with a great accomplishment of uh, reliability and affordability. Now, um, why do we are now thinking about the uh, you know, modernization of this grid towards the so-called smart grid? Well, I think the grid is now facing some fundamental challenges. Uh, the first and foremost challenge is that as the infrastructure, this infrastructure has been running for more than, you know, three, four decades. And the kinds of technology that supported the delivery of electric power, you know, three, four decades ago, are certainly not necessarily going to be the best in, in the 21st century standard. And on top of that, uh, there has been a tremendous change of the generation portfolio uh, in places like Texas and around the world. Uh, you know, a substantial amount of the traditional uh, fossil fuel-based generation resources, such as coal and some of the natural gas, are now being, you know, uh, replaced by a significant amount of renewable 
generation technology such as wind and solar. And Texas, for that matter, is one of the leading states in doing so. And because of the change of the portfolio, it actually puts a lot of more challenges on how the grid should be operated. That is because a grid is this one of these very unique product of just-in-time services, right? Uh, electricity that is, you're, as you're flipping the lights on in your household, somewhere out there, there's actually a generator following that signal and immediately catch up the change of your energy consumption in split second. All of that is being done by the grid technology today, right? You would think about that's actually quite an amazing you know, accomplishment. Now, on top of that, now think about, you know, substantial amount of the supply of the energy is now being replaced by volatile, time-varying resources such as wind and solar. How could we still keep the lights on in a reliable manner while both the supply and the demand are fluctuating all the time? And that's why we need the so-called smart grid. And uh, the smart grid really is basically, uh, you know, uh, a conglomerate of technologies and institutional design to uh, modernize the infrastructure of energy delivery system, uh, especially by uh, deployment of advanced information technologies, AI technologies, and uh, new ways of engaging consumers through innovative business propositions. And the hope of the smart grid is to really uh, to deliver uh, massively decarbonized electricity services with reliability and affordabilities. Um, let's talk about some of the challenges that you just mentioned with the clean energy because you know during the um, ice storm that we had in Texas this winter these uh, many of these clean energy just doesn't work right the intermittent sources such as wind and solar especially solar we don't have power from those um, solar systems anymore which I think maybe is one reason of the power outage so how do we address that problem and how can AI help to maybe achieve balance with such intermittent renewable energy sources and also the traditional uh, stable sources such as coal or natural gas? So this is a great point. But before I address your point, I would like to just uh, clarify a bit on uh, what is causing, what was causing the uh Texas winter uh, outages. Um, it was across the board failure of generation technologies, uh, largely due to the lack of uh, winterization uh, preparations. Um, because in a place like Texas, people don't anticipate that kind of a, a cold, cold uh, temperature for an extended period of time. So, um, so I would like to just make a point that. Uh, uh, it was across the board uh, failure of generation technologies uh, that was causing the massive uh, rotating blackout back in February. Now, coming back to your point about, you know, as we see this increasing amount of renewable generation technologies, these technologies are inherently 
uh, variable, right? The wind does not always blow and the sun does not always shine. But given the fact that electricity is a just-in-time service, it has to be balanced in, you know, on a second-by-second second basis. Um, the biggest challenge is really how do you manage you know, hundreds of thousands of energy sources and then perhaps millions or, or tens of millions of end users in a seamless fashion so that in... Uh, on a time, uh, on a real-time basis, the supply and demand can be balanced. And then during those challenging moments, there could be ways of at least preserving some of the essential services for the customers, as opposed to just flat-out uh, hours of blackouts that we saw in February. And that's really all, you know, goes to the decision sciences, the decision support of making. Uh, intelligent and optimized uh, decision uh, for a very large complex networks that do not necessarily have a underlying physical model that can be scalable and predict the output. That's really where AI comes in uh, very nicely because these are the kind of complexity that traditional uh, physics-based model decision-making may not be rendered effective just given the enormous scale and the enormous enormous challenge on real-time basis decision-making. And uh, the great promise of uh, technologies such as uh, data sciences and AI is really trying to uh, provide that essential decision support for the grid operators and also for the end users, so that collectively the grid can deliver as much renewable sources as possible in a reliable and affordable manner. So let's talk more about AI's use of uh, end-user behavior for managing power grid. You mentioned how things have changed uh, since the grid was uh, first introduced. And one change I can definitely tell in my family is how each person now has so many smart devices that may be able to transmit and receive data using the internet and have different power demand, probably, uh, from times. So how can AI use information from those smart devices to maybe detect um, end-user behavior and to help balancing the power supply and demand? Yes, um, indeed, uh, uh, AI you know, holds great potential in, in um, better understanding of the customer behavior and therefore better balancing the supply and demand uh, fluctuations on a real-time basis. So let me give you some um, Specific examples, uh, you know, as it turns out that uh, uh, majority of the uh, American households nowadays are equipped with something called smart meters. Smart meter basically is the meter that is capable of uh, sensing and communicating your household energy consumption on a 15-minute to 15-minute basis uh, to the service providers, to your utility company, as well as to the end users uh, through um, uh, uh, wireless communication technologies. Uh, and that was not something we had before. So imagine that 
having the access to such higher time resolution data, it, it provides a lot of opportunities for energy efficiency, for better coordination of different devices in, within the household so that at the grid level, things are more uh, adaptively changing according to the supply demand uh, you know, imbalances. Over the past uh, six years, my colleagues and I have been doing some project called Energy Coupon, which is a way of engaging end users to provide their flexibility in demand when the grid is under stress. And one of the side benefits we discovered, you know, incidentally through the help of AI, was that we were able to tell if an individual household energy efficiency was up to the standard or not. For example, we were talking to one of our secretaries and she uh, did not realize that the air conditioning in her house was not functioning as well based on the data we observed. And that, you know, you know, propelled her to replace her old air conditioning and improve the energy efficiency and overall reduces her energy bill uh, for, for the longer term. So this is just a concrete example of how AI could utilize the higher resolution data together with the machine learning uh, algorithms and technologies to make value-added services to the end users as well as to the grid operators. So with the great power of AI and smart grid, I guess also comes with the great risk of cyber security. Could you um, help us to understand some of the challenges there? Sure. Uh, this is a, actually a great observation. Uh, just like uh, you know, information access and information availability puts a lot of uh, uh, potential out there for improving uh, how grid is run in terms of efficiency and reliability, it is uh, also a double-edged sword. Um, the fact that we are having so many grid-edge IoT-connected devices uh, it's also um, a great risk in terms of potential cyber uh, threats and, 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 and cyber intrusions. And one does not need to go far uh, to, to, to see all the newspaper headlines regarding uh, you know, uh, cyber attacks uh, on Stuxnet or some of the recent pipeline attacks. Um, the electric grid, especially the smart grid, is a... Uh, um, a, a very large scale example of the so-called cyber physical systems, by which I mean the deep and close integration of cyber capabilities with the physical infrastructure. So the fact that we have so many devices now equipped with smart uh, sensing, communication, and control device uh, capabilities uh, is indeed uh, uh, opens a, a lot of potential risks uh, in terms of cyber threats and, and, and cyber vulnerabilities. As a matter of fact, um, you know, uh, in our group, uh, we are leading um, uh, a large uh, Department of Energy uh, research project to look into ways of designing uh, active defense mechanisms to prevent potential cyber threats on solar panel installations and how that potentially could prevent uh, you know, smart solar inverters from 
you know, being hacked and then eventually led to a grid level uh, uh, vulnerabilities and instabilities. So this is a very active field of uh, research and development. I think it is important to raise the awareness of such uh, uh, risk. Uh, and in the meantime, it is important to, 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 to support innovations, uh, especially on this interplay between cyber and physical layers for preventing such potential uh, cyber threats. Looking forward to reading some of the research reports from your projects on this aspect. And um, now let's turn to electric vehicles. President Biden has proposed in his infrastructure bill to set aside $170 billion to directly back the shift to electric vehicles. Is our power grid ready to handle millions of electric vehicles on the roads? And how will those vehicles change our power grid? And what can AI do to help? That's a, a very important uh, big change that is going to uh, to be happening in the electricity uh, sector. Uh, the amount of uh, vehicle electrification that we are projecting uh, in uh, North America is tremendous. Uh, and based on our preliminary research, uh, the electric grid today is just not ready for this very ambitious vehicle electrification plan that the administration has put forth. Uh, let me give you some concrete thought experiment uh, example. Imagine yourself in a small town in the Midwest. You ask the following question, how many electric vehicle charging in the same time does it take to blow up your local substation transformer? And the answer is not looking very optimistic. It's probably on the order of hundreds. Of course, you know that in a small town, there'll be more than hundreds of people, therefore more than hundreds of vehicles, right? So long story short, the infrastructure that we have today in terms of the electric grid, it is just not ready for the kind of aggressive vehicle electrification plans we have out there. Now, the next question would naturally be, how do we prioritize the investment, right? So I think the investment will need to be prioritized in Number one, ensuring the reliability of the grid. And also, number two, to combine both technological advances as well as institutional design innovations to allow all the participants in this ecosystem to mitigate the potential risks. For example, uh, the vehicles, the vehicle owners, the batteries behind the vehicle could could be turned into a great resource of flexibility to balance out the supply fluctuations from the wind and solar. We just need to figure out the right technological as well as the market designs to, to allow for this two-way power flow and uh, the distributed uh, coordination of these resources for flexibility. So I think uh, there's a great potential out there, and that's really also where AI would play a crucial role. But we just need to be uh, uh, to be very uh, uh, we need to be aware of such a great challenge and opportunity out there in which we can um, 
seize the moment and decarbonize the two leading industrial sectors that emit CO2s, namely the transportation and the electricity. So finally, let's turn to a real issue that many of us are facing now. How to keep ourselves cool during the summer facing possible record-breaking heat waves and forced outages. Do you have any suggestions on how we can better prepare for the summer? And uh, for those of us who are thinking about backup plans, what are some of the options? Um. This is a very important question for a lot of people who live in the South. Um, I, I would say that uh, uh, small things can go a long way in terms of keeping yourself cool and potentially uh, reducing your energy bill and also helping out on the grid side. Uh, so, for example, um, you could uh, be a bit more uh, anticipative when it comes to your temperature set point of your thermostats, right? Um, you don't have to always keep an extremely low temperature set point. In fact, a lot of the newer version of the smarter uh, thermostat would allow you to uh, dynamically adjust your temperature set point so that when you were out, uh, you could, uh, uh, you know, uh, release that uh, temperature set point and then just before you get back home, say 10, 15 minutes earlier, you can pre-cool the house. And then by doing the pre-cooling, you save energy and also you help uh, reduce the grid burden when it comes to the energy rush hours. Right? So that's some concrete potential tips for, for the end users to, to both enjoy a cooler summer and, and also uh, potentially reduce your bills. Well, thank you, Dr. Xie. It's been a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you, Hong. It's a pleasure, and I look forward to continuing our discussions. And again, uh, thanks to our listeners for listening to AI Chats. Today, we've had the pleasure of meeting with Dr. Le Xie, who's the engineering professor at Texas A&M. Our podcasts and relevant articles about AI topics are located on Haynes Boone's AI and Deep Learning Industry Team Landing page, which can be found at HaynesBoone.com. Our practice page also contains our contact information. You can send feedback or questions to any of us. Take care, all.